This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Monday, February 28th, 2022. And it's your boy Ray G, and it's time to wake y'all asses up. How y'all doing this morning? Lindsey Mack, Mike Jag, Mike Top Dog, Terrence, another Mike in the building, Roro, Tim, Austin, Ramel, Sham. What's going on, everybody? Andrew, first time checking out the Wake Up Show. Glad you're here, big dog. Glad you're here. Pleasure. We appreciate you. Welcome. I hope y'all have a great start to your week. It's Monday. Jay, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy to be here. Great show this week, Combine Week. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. I, I kind of wish we the, we got the Combine started a little bit sooner because the way the schedule plays out right now, we're not going to get to talk about everything. But come Monday, Tuesday, yeah, it'll be straight Combine recap review, but it's hand size season. It's how much does he weigh season. It's BMI season. Just stay off of Twitter. Just stay off of Twitter because yeah. it's going to frustrate you. But it's still going to be an awesome week. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, it's Combine Week this week. As Jay alluded to, the NFL Scouting Combine starts this week. I believe weigh-ins are, are Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. So hopefully by the Thursday it's, show. What would you say? Go ahead. You're interrupting me. It's usually, a, it's usually a day or two before. So well, workouts are Thursday, two, Friday, Saturday, two Sunday. Before, day or two before. A day, so a yeah. day or two before would be Tuesday or Wednesday, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so... I was right. Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll have some weigh-ins to kick off the combine. We got to get started early. He's already he's already agitating me early this morning. Um, but uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta go through the mock draft. Uh, we got a little bit of NFL news to talk about, a little bit of NBA news to talk about. Shout out to our partners, Prize Picks. You see down below. Use the promo code Wake Up a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars for first time depositors. Make sure you tap in, and I'm telling y'all. If, if, if you think we're not good betters, which we're probably not, but we had a good week. Jay, we had a really good weekend. Since the All-Star break, we've we done did. very well, right? So since the All-Star break, if you just tailed our picks 
on the NBA, we are up 14.72 units since the All-Star break. Now, the All-Star break numbers were bad. We were betting on the All-Star game, and that shit was terrible. But if you've just tailed our picks the last couple of NBA games, a week in, you would be up 14.72 units. Uh, We're putting in a ton of work to try to make these right, build our bankroll for the NFL, for college football. And right now, it's going quite well, Jay. We had a good weekend. James Harden. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry got us on the books last night. It was a good, it was a good couple of days for us in the NBA, and then we got some more games tonight. Maybe dabble with a little Lamelo Ball potentially. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, how you feeling about how the the trajectory of our betting career is going right now? It's good, man. I'm I'm happy yeah. with it, honestly. You know, it, we've been trying to figure out how what our angles are. And for me, it's really experimenting with situations. And so with that comes some heartbreak. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. one point short, yeah, a couple man. bad beats. But yeah. today, uh, look at Bam Adebayo's PAR, 34 and a half. Um, he's, been, he's playing the Bulls. Bulls have been getting killed by centers lately. Kyle Lowry is out. We'll see what happens with DeMar DeRozan. You know, we've been going after his 30 points. We've been riding that 30-point streak. Today is the day where if he hits it, it'll be 12 in a row, and he'll tie Jordan, the Bulls' record. But it's against the Heat, right? Top team in the East. We'll see. I do like Bam a lot, PAR 34.5. That was the line I was looking at early. So if you are checking out Price Picks, make sure you use promo code WAKEUP and look at that Bam PAR because I think it's going to be a really good number. Um, I think Bam's going to really explode against the uh, Chicago Bulls. And Nikola Vucevic might not even play tonight. He's day-to-day. Mm, good good to know good to know yeah we're uh we're experimenting with some different things with prize picks so hopefully we'll have a little guide and an article coming out telling why we prefer the two pick power plays over the five leg flex plays we're kind of playing with some things right now soft unit size uh, we're just trying to build a bankroll we're not professional betters but tap in use the promo code wake up shout out to prize picks but last week we did um one of the things that we do on this show quite often are rookie mock drafts. And we've done a lot of rookie mock drafts. I believe six of them so far. But one of the things that we haven't done are dynasty startup mocks to see where these rookies are falling into place with the current NFL vets, how dynasty startup mock drafts are going. So we started this exercise last week. And in this mock draft, we had the entire Destination Debbie team take part in it. The 4D chess guys, shout out to Mike and Adam. Go check out the trade show. They're starting to integrate themselves a little bit more on that channel, on the, on the Ragey Q YouTube channel, on the trade shows. Give them some love. Stop being so damn hard on those guys. It was their first time doing something on the channel and y'all were merciful in the in ruthless just just savages in the comments give them some time let them get let them get their groove under them and they'll be all right they'll be all right but we had mike and adam we had ben eb from elite seekers jay rich brandon who heads up a lot of stuff that we do over at destination debbie jordan backus the director of analytics we had some sharp drafters in this mock that we did so let's just recap real quick and then we'll get into the second half of the teams that we didn't look at so out of the 101 spot uh one half of the 40 chess guys uh mike took josh allen gibson russ etn y'all remember the team y'all thought it was okay but not super super good josh allen at the 101 paired him uh with zach wilson russell wilson as the quarterbacks right and then at the 103 spot, this was the team I thought probably had the best draft, right? Justin Herbert, uh, it was Cam Akers, not Antonio Gibson. We still didn't fix it, but I'm not going to rip Jay again for it. Uh, we're not going to double count on this show. Matthew Stafford, Devontae Adams, David Montgomery, Traylon Burks there at the five spot. DJ Chark and Dalton Schultz rounded out his team for fantasy genes. Eric, a lot of y'all liked Eric's team, right? 
No, no, you got to risk it, right? Don't play scared. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, DJ Moore, Godwin, Nuke, Clyde, Lenny, and Knox went with sort of the zero RB approach. The more I look at this team, pretty damn good team. The team that y'all did not like and you thought was the worst of all of them was uh, our boy Baylor, man. Love Baylor, didn't love this team. Kyler, A.J. Brown, Tua, Brees Hall at the 406 spot. Kittle, Garrett Wilson, Ayuk, Kyron, Michael Thomas, and Devin Singletary don't know the direction of this team, right? You got a lot of youth and some older players that y'all just didn't really care for this one, right? And then at 111, we had our team Gump, who y'all didn't like this team either. Uh, Swift, Trey Lance, Debo, Matt Corral, Kelsey Cook, A.J. Dillon, Jamison Williams, Pat Fryermuth, and Davis Mills. And then the team that took a lot of heat, and I've got to, I've got to say I'm sorry because the comments were overwhelmingly positive for the co-host of this show, Jay Rich and his team, right? He went with the zero QB approach, risky, but he took, you know, some of the most valuable assets in Dynasty Fantasy Football today, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle. That is a hell of a receiving core to start your Dynasty roster off with. Derrick Henry, then he doubles back with Terry McLaurin at the 604, Aaron Jones, Zeke, Danny Dimes, who... The Giants said they may be declining his fifth-year option. Uh, Danny Dimes is out of there. And then Carson Strong at the 10-04 spot. So that's just a quick recap of the teams and uh, in the, in the, in the rosters that we went through last week. Jay, you ready to get into these teams? I completely skipped the news section, too. You want to you do the news for what? Is there any news of, of consequence, real quick, before we get into it? Because I, I completely no, it's, passed it. It's just the uh, Ali Marpet, the guard for the Bucks, retiring, was a big deal. Um, I just think he doesn't want to lose anymore. And he talked about you know wanting to have a longevity, his health, all that kind of stuff makes sense. And I was just going to point out, people, the QBs, wide receivers, tight ends are on Thursday workouts. Um, They're doing them in the afternoon this year or in like the evening which is annoying because i used to like watching it at 10 o'clock and then running backs and o-line on friday then a lot of defense will be on the weekend so we'll see a lot of stuff early in the week which is good which means everyone will have their takes firing all weekend long for all these players so everybody's making fun of me because i said the fucking word wrong Mer- is it merciful or merciless is whitney merciless you said the merciful? Defensive- <laughs> i don't know what i said what did i say i clearly i said the wrong thing because people are making fun of me I- listen listen Y'all know what I was trying to say. I was talking about Whitney Merciless, the outside linebacker from, from the Texans. Former. Anyway, former. Oh, and and don't forget, so I saw this get tweeted out yesterday. They said Pat McAfee's show might break download records on Tuesday. So yeah. in my opinion, and I've been saying it for how long, that, that, that Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere. Like, I, I've never thought he was leaving Green Bay. I still don't think he's leaving Green Bay. So we are an Aaron Rodgers drama watch for him to say that he's in the reports where he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL, what 50 mil a year? I think is that it was, what it was four years, 210 or something that he wanted or was reported somewhere. He's, he's trying to break Sean McVay's five and a hundred from Amazon Prime. Um, but it's it's crazy to think what he might get paid and how that may affect the Green Bay Packers overall. I just don't see how that would work from a cap perspective. But as we know, the Saints have shown for years the cap doesn't really exist in the NFL, so they can do whatever they want. I don't like this. This I am the host of this thing. Y'all can make fun of Jay, but don't be making fun of me. The comments are trying to roast your boy GQ, and I don't like it, man. If this is how you feel, Jay, I got to reevaluate how I treat you on this show and how I had the people treat you because they are tearing my ass a new one. Neither here nor there. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Devontae Adams right now on prize picks is over under total for receiving yards for the season is 1,300. 
As soon as that's announced, it's going to bump up to what fourteen fifty at minimum, probably for Devontae Adams. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's a super soft line. I may dabble in that a little bit. All right, let's finish it out. Uh, the the second half of this uh, dynasty mock draft, Jay, and uh, let me pull something up real quick because I think I locked all these, so I can't move them. So I need to unlock them so I could kind of change them around. And we're going to start with Brandon, who had the one hundred two in this draft. So yes. let's pull up Brandon's draft right now. Where's he at? All right. Brandon, out of the 102 spot. Remember, this is super flex. Dynasty, startup, mock draft. He went with Patty Mahomes at the 102 spot. Double back with Mark Andrews. Jalen Hurts. I like the quarterbacks. Hurts and Mahomes. Deontay Johnson at 411. Kenneth Walker comes off the board around after Brees Hall at 502. Keenan Allen at 611. Big Drizzy Drake. Drake London, 702. Hunter Renfro, 811. George Pickens, 902. Tyler Lockett, all the way down there at 1011. A lot of value here for Brandon's team, Jay. What are you thinking about Brandon's squad right here that he drafted? I think it's solid, right? I think it's solid. You know, this this is about how I would draft a team outside of Mark Andrews because I'm just not taking a tight end that high unless I want to, I guess, compete. Like, I know I took a tight end high, but it was because I wanted the value of Pitts. The value of Mark Andrews isn't really what Pitts will have over the long term. I like it, though. You know, a lot of people aren't going to like Deontay Johnson, wide receiver one. I still think Deontay Johnson is still a supremely talented wide receiver who gets a ton of targets. We'll see what happens with the new QB situation. The the thing I don't like about this draft, and I'll just be straight up, straight up about it, is right after Keenan Allen went Calvin Ridley. And as much as there's concerns about Calvin Ridley and what his plans are, I would much prefer him over Keenan Allen. And then you can still potentially double back with Keenan Allen, Devonta Smith, or Drake London, who was the because he was Brandon was right before Mike. Mike took Devonta Smith and and Calvin Ridley, which to me is much better than taking Keenan Allen and Drake London. Drake right. London. So you think that you could have passed on Keenan Allen. He probably would have kept sliding a little bit, and you could have got one of the three other guys who is a little bit more talented that ended up on Mike's roster instead of Keenan Allen. Um, I didn't mind the Hunter Renfro pick or George Pickens. Tyler Lockett, obviously great value. It's just a little bit light at running back, but you know we'll see what you could do. A lot of receivers early with really just Kenneth Walker there to anchor that running game, and that's scary not knowing where he's going to play. Yeah, I mean, I see Andrew in the chat saying I'm starting to get pretty high on Walker. I, 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 think, I think we all should be. I've talked about Kenneth Walker a ton. If it weren't for the lack of usage in the receiving game, I think he'd be right up there as one of the top running, as the top running back in the class. Honestly, that's the only thing. And that's not saying that he can't do it. It's just we haven't seen him do it. So I think Kenneth Walker in the fifth round, I'd prefer that value. Even if it's a round after Spiller and Brees Hall, I like the value on Walker. I'm still in on Deontay Johnson. You know, we're hoping for a QB upgrade in Pittsburgh. I think we're going to get it. You know, Jalen Hurts, I know there's a lot of question marks about him, but I think Philly's rolling with him, man. Like, I don't think there's any doubt they're going to continue to roll with Jalen Hurts, so I like that. And Tyler Lockett at 10-11 is just, like, money, right? You're talking about value? That's that's insane value to get a player like Tyler Lockett, who's probably still got a good three, four years left in him um, at the 10 spot. Good win now, team. Uh, he's got some young pieces where if he wants to trade to, to go get it this year, I definitely think he could do that. He could trade a George Pickens. He could trade Drake London. He's got three of the top probably 15 rookies in the class, and it didn't feel like he reached for any of them. I thought this was a good team, uh, a, a good roster that Brandon put together. I like this one out of the two-hole. I love that one out of the two-hole. All right, let's take a look at Jordan Backus, right, director of analytics, JB. He's a numbers guy, data nerd. Let's see what he did. All right, JB. At the 104 spot, he went with Jonathan Taylor. Followed that up with his first quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, at 2-9. Tyreek Hill at 304. Alvin Kamara at 4-9. So 
you know, two good, really good running backs, a really good receiver, and a, a promising young quarterback. We'll see how T-Law does this year. Then you go Sam Howell at 5'4", Kirk Cousins at 6'9", Amari Cooper, Dallas Goddard, Kareem Hunt, and Chris Olave. I'm just going to be honest. I'm I'm completely lost after Alvin Kamara. A- after Kamara, I, I don't know what I, – I don't uh, – I don't love it, man. I don't love it. I don't yeah. like Kareem Hunt at nine. I'm fine with Goddard at the eight spot. I, I'm fine with Amari, but the Sam Howell, Kirk Cousins, this to me screams of, holy shit, the quarterbacks are flying off the board and I got to do something. You know what I mean? Like yep. I, I've got to, I've got to do something. And I think we'll see a couple of the teams later got some pretty good quarterbacks and didn't have to kind of reach. I just, I, I don't know about this one, Jay. I love Taylor. Lawrence, I'm even fine with Tyreek and Kamara, but how Kirk Cousins, how at 504, I mean, that seems extremely high uh, for a quarterback. And I know it's early. I know we don't have any draft capital, landing spot. That seems pretty damn high, in my opinion. And then Kirk Cousins at the 609, Olave at 10. Like, think about it. Chris Olave went 10-9. Tyler Lockett went 10-11. And when you've got Tyreek and Kamara, I just, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of this one, man. So where I agree with you 100% is the Sam Howell, Kirk Cousins double pick, right? If you wanted to go with Sam Howell, okay, fine, but then commit to those young quarterbacks. But you're basically saying, I don't have any quarterbacks because I have Trevor Lawrence, who was terrible this year, hoping he gets better. And Sam Howell, not knowing where he's going to play, not knowing how he's going to perform. And having Tyreek and Kamara, you have a win now roster with two quarterbacks who are unproven that you probably aren't going to get it done for you. What could have been different, and this is kind of talking about my own personal draft, right, is one, Kenny Pickett went over Sam Howell. Don't really love that, but I get it if that's your guy. And then as well, if he instead of going Sam Howell, he took Derrick Henry, who I took at 509, he would have had great running backs, and he still could have got Kirk Cousins because obviously he was still there. That way you have your two quarterbacks, you have three, you have two good running backs, some great receivers, and your team's looking a lot stronger overall than having these three quarterbacks in these first six picks. And uh, first of all, my son is in the building. Rylan G is in here. Here he is. Dad, I slept in. I told you to get up, get your ass up, and get here early. Good to see you, son. Uh, my son is in the building. And one of the comments, it was a good comment. He said, Ray, you like Kyron Williams more than Kenneth Walker. Kyron went in the eighth, and you roasted that pick. What the hell is up? I like Kyron Williams more um, right now in my film rankings, but I don't think you got to draft Kyron Williams in the eighth. I do think Kenneth Walker, and I've said this a bunch, I think Kenneth Walker could be the first running back off the board, right? So um, in, in that sense, if he's the top running back off the board, if he's got better draft capital than Spiller, than Hall, then you're not going to be able to get K-9 in the eighth. I think there's a chance that you can get Kyron Williams a little later than the eighth or ninth round in a dynasty startup. And I could be wrong. I don't have the ADP in front of me, but that's just where I'm at, right? Like the value based on where they probably will be going. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, that's around where they're going, right? And I haven't seen where Kyron's going in startups. If the eighth is the appropriate round form, then fine. I'll back off that take. But I feel like you could get Kyron a little bit later, even though I'm more bullish on him. Like, I'm I'm bullish on Bam Knight. I've got Bam Knight ranked RB6 or 7 in the class, but I'm not going to take him ahead of, you know, ex- extremely high in the, in the dynasty startup just because I like him, right? I feel like you can get a yep. Bam Knight in the 17th round and be fine. So that's where I'm at. I, I just wasn't really feeling this team. Um, the Sam Howell pick just threw me off. But the dope thing about yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Jay, 
is we've got a giveaway with Pristine Auction, and we are giving away a full-sized matte black Jonathan Taylor signed helmet. Yes, sir. Giving it away. All you have to do is register with Pristine Auction using the promo code ALLGAS, A-L-L-G-A-S. Register, and you're entered into a signed, full-size Jonathan Taylor matte black helmet. The link is in the description. And if you do register, Pristine Auction is going to give you $10 off anything on their site. So you want to be entered into the JT giveaway? Register, use the code, get $10. That's all you have to do. You ain't got to buy nothing. We want you to buy something. You get the $10 off. But if you register using the code ALLGAS, it's in the description, you get entry into a Jonathan Taylor signed helmet giveaway. So that was JB's team at 104. Let's take a look at the elite seeker captain himself, Ben Eby out of the six hole. Ben Eby, he he followed your lead, man. He went zero QB uh, for, for uh, the first three picks, right? He went Najee, Joe Mixon, DK Metcalf to start his draft off. And then he doubles back with Aaron Rodgers at the 4-7 spot, who's going to play another four years, apparently. So that's pretty good value on Aaron Rodgers. Nick Chubb, this is a win-now-go-get-it roster. Darren Waller at the 607. Mike Evans, Jerry Judy, Ryan Tannehill, and Damian Harris. Yo, I- I'm just going to say, I-, I think Ben had a Ben had a damn good draft. Like, Ben is, ben is competing this year with Najee, Mixon, and Chubb as your three anchor RBs with Damian Harris as your RB4. Your two wide receivers are DK Metcalf, uh, Darren Waller, essentially, Mike Evans, and, you know, the, the potential of Jerry Judy. Uh, this is a good team, man. I know he only has one quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, who neither of us are a real big fan no, of. No, and Rodgers, and Rodgers. And, oh, he's got Rodgers. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, ben has a good team. Ben has a real good team. Yeah. What, what do you think about Ben's squad? I hate Ben because he took Aaron Rodgers from me. You know, I was looking at the board. Yeah. I'm seeing who's available. And I'm like, oh, man, if I could just get Rodgers, right? If I could just get Rodgers, I'd be okay. Because Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks when you're going all in or you're fading certain positions, he's a guy you can get. And maybe you only have a year or two. But he's going to be a QB1 fringe, like top 10 quarterback. And he's a, he's affordable. And so I was pissed when Ben took him. And that's why his roster looks awesome. Um, and the other pick I want to give him a big shout out for is the Dale, Darren Waller pick. Go now, ahead, question man. for you, Ray, because these are two running backs you love a lot because I actually got Derrick Henry later than Nick Chubb. I got him at 509. Would you rather Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb in that mid to late fifth mm. round as far as cost goes? Because I, I still think I would take Nick, Nick Chubb behind Derrick Henry. It's close, though. I think it's close. I probably would still, well, I'd probably take Chubb just off the age. I, I think they're the same okay. type of running back, right? I think they're the same type of running back. Do I have more confidence in Derrick Henry having 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns or Nick Chubb? Probably Derrick Henry. But I think you get another year or two out of Nick Chubb. Another two years out of Nick Chubb because he just turned 26 years old. Derrick Henry is 28 going on 29. Um, so I think I would prefer Nick Chubb to Derrick Henry. But I don't think Ben could have gone wrong. If, if he replaces Nick Chubb and we say that's Derrick Henry at the 506 spot, this roster is still loaded, right? And then you get yeah. the... It's not a great stack, but you get the Ryan Tannehill potential dump off the Derrick Henry screen. Maybe you get two receiving touchdowns yeah. out of that one. This is prob this is the best roster that we've seen. This might be like I think so, yeah. This I, this might be the best roster of the draft. Like no bullshit. Just keeping it real. Ben absolutely crushed this. And while I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill fan, if you're if that's the quarterback you're getting at 906, that's tremendous value. He's a starting quarterback. 
Uh, this is a really good team. And I even think he's got some trade pieces, right? Like if he wanted to dump Najee and get a little bit younger and roll with Mixon, Chubb, and Damian Harris, uh, this was a good, good team by Ben drafting out of the six hole, going sort of, you know, anchor RBs early, get you a stud wide receiver, and then get Aaron Rodgers, who's going to still play football. Really good roster by Ben. Let's take a look at the other half of the 4D Chess Dynasty podcast crew. Adam, the ATM. Adam, out of the 108 spot, took Joe Burrow and Justin Fields, so went back-to-back quarterbacks, followed up by J.K. Dobbins at 308, Isaiah Spiller at 405, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Two Gloves at 508, Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman, two second-year wide receivers that should have really good year twos. TJ Hawkinson at 805, Hollywood Brown at 908, and then David Bell at 105. What are we thinking about Adam's squad? Starting off with Burrow, the two J's, Joe and Justin, Ohio State teammates at one point in time. J.K. Dobbins coming off of the ACL, Isaiah Spiller, his anchor running backs right there. Uh, what do you think about this squad? I think it's a really good roster. Um, you know, we talked about how me being in the 109, I hated it because I wanted Joe Burrow and, of course, Adam took him. And then I wanted Kenny Pickett and, of course, Adam took him. But I think I like what he did. The only thing for me is that even though I get wide receivers, there's tons of them out there, I just hate his situation for wide receivers. As much as I like Elijah Moore, I'm not – I know you're more in on Bateman. I'm not really there yet. I, I think that okay. he still has to show it a little bit, and I think Lamar has to get him the ball. And we'll see what happens this year. It's only his second year. Um, but we. I think we've seen it from Elijah Moore, what it could be, and I don't think we've quite seen it from Bateman. So that's why at cost, you know, it's only around, but obviously I'm taking Elijah Moore. I don't hate J.K. Dobbins, but I think the J.K. Dobbins-Isaiah Spiller stack could be a little bit underwhelming from a ceiling perspective. Um, J.K. Dobbins has some pretty good weeks, but he also has some weeks where he gets vaulted for touchdowns and he doesn't exactly have those big, big games. He'll get a lot of yards, but he doesn't necessarily score a ton of touchdowns. And then Spiller, obviously, I think we could see more of the same. He'll be heavily involved, but we'll see what he is for a touchdown ceiling because we don't know, obviously, where he's going to play. Um, that's, those are kind of the two picks where I'm iffy on it. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, I thought about taking him a pick before that, obviously passed on him. Don't hate it. Like him more than Trevor Lawrence. Think he's going to be a good quarterback. Even though people think I hate him, I think he's good. I just think that he has to figure some things out. I think the offense has to really get it right with Fields. Um, but other than that, I like it. You know, Hawkinson late is a good value. Marquise yeah. Brown, good value. And David Bell. You know, David Bell could be a great receiver. And he could be as good as Rashad Bateman, I think. Like, honestly, if we're just keeping it real, I think he's got the potential to do what Rashad Bateman can do. Yeah, he did invest heavy in that Ravens offense. J.K. Dobbins, Bateman, and Brown. I think this is a good young team. Um, a lot of... A lot of potential, a lot of hope here. You know, we're hoping Fields, we're hoping Dobbins, we're hoping Spiller, we're hoping Kenny Pickett, we're hoping Rashad Bateman, and hoping David Bell. But I think this is a, this is like a competitive year one team, but not gonna not gonna win it, right? He's not gonna win it in year one. But if if Fields takes that step forward, if Dobbins comes back fully healthy and he shows that he's the guy, Isaiah Spiller gets the draft capital. Going into year two, he should be a lot better. Elijah Moore, Bateman, both two players that should excel this year and then be even better in year three. I think going into the next season, this could be a really good squad. Add a couple of pieces, maybe maneuver some trades around. I like it. And what I like most about it is he locked up his three quarterbacks within the first five rounds. Like, it just feels good. Yep. Having that QB uh, stability in super flex leagues is just 
Like there's nothing like it, right? Like being being secure at, at the QB spot. And I think you've got two really high upside quarterbacks and then Kenny Pickett, a solid QB too. I think that's what he's going to be in Dynasty. I don't, I'm not projecting Kenny Pickett to be a top 10, top 12 quarterback, but inside that, you know, top, you know, 12 to 17, 18 range, I think that's where he could fall into. And that's a solid third option at the quarterback position. I liked Adam's team. The, a lot of these teams are really good, a lot better than what we saw out of the teams drafting um, in the, in the odd, on the odd numbers. All right. Got another team, the FF Whisperer, one of the new patrons in the squad, right? He starts off at, out of the 110 spot and he goes with uh, Rain Dakota Prescott, man. Dak Prescott, I love it. At 110 in the Superflex League, we got Justin Jefferson at 203, Saquon at 310, Malik Willis at 403, Stephon Diggs, followed by Josh Jacobs, Michael Carter, Tony Pollard, Kadarius Tony, and Mike Williams. So he gets, you know, a, a stud quarterback at the 110, follows that up with Malik Willis at the 403, probably going to get the draft capital, potentially be the first quarterback off of the board, locks up a running back in Saquon, gets a stud wide receiver at 203 in Justin Jefferson, pairs that up with Diggs. His running back core consists of Barkley, Jacobs, Carter, and Pollard. I don't mind it at all. Wide receiver core consists of Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Kadarius Toney, and Mike Williams. Uh, again, I like this roster, man. I like this roster. Yeah. I like this roster a lot. And one of the things that I want to remind everybody or let everybody know, we only went 10 rounds. And in these 10 rounds, you see no tight end on his roster. I don't blame him. In these 10 rounds, only, I think, 11 tight ends were taken, 11 or 12. So there's still some solid tight ends, right? If For me, the way that I tight in in Dynasty, if I don't get one of the top guys, I just wait. Like, I just wait until way later. Like, I'll just... I'll stream tight end. I'll figure it out. Like I'm not, I'm not drafting the tight end in the sixth or the seventh. Like if I don't get one of the top guys, that's just how I do it. I just wait, right? So he took that approach here and is going to wait on tight end. And just for everybody out there, there were still some really good tight ends left on the board after the tenth round. So what do you think of this squad? I really like it. You know, the, the big thing for me, and I try to stress this whenever I talk to people about how I draft, is I like to have a stud at every spot. Of course, like you mentioned, he's fading tight end, and I'm totally cool with that. In, in these startup drafts, you have to kind of make a choice, and usually it means picking a spot where you're going to fade it. People liked my team when I faded quarterback. People like this team when you faded tight end, right? Like, you usually have to pick a spot. And while Barkley's value is lower than it probably should be, he has that stud-level top 10, top yeah. 5 potential, and that's why I consider him still to be an anchor at the position. You have Justin Jefferson to anchor your receiver core. You have Dak Prescott to anchor your quarterbacks. Extreme upside with Malik Willis. I like what could be with Michael Carter and the stability of Josh Jacobs as a just a primary ball harrier. You have Tony Pollard. Tony's, up, Tony's upside if he kind of hits. Then Mike Williams, you know, even at ten, the 10th round, like he's got upside. His value isn't very high for trades and trying to like unload him. But as far as actually his production, he was productive last year. It's hard to know when to start him sometimes, but he had some boom games. And if he stays with Herbert, his value is probably going to go up. So I do like this roster a lot. I like the way it's constructed. Kind of wish it was mine a little bit, but, you know, you got to do what yeah. you got to do. <laughs> what do you think about Malik at 403 as your QB2 in Dynasty? I wanted him so bad as my QB1. As At 4-4, I was praying mm. that he came back to me. Um, but, yeah, I love it. You know, you look, you're going to have the rushing floor. The passing may be erratic at times, but that's part of the growing pains of being a rookie quarterback, and I'm okay with that. You know, I think if you have Dak and then you have Malik as your QB2, he should be able to hit QB12, QB15 numbers weekly if he's starting. It just comes yeah. down to how much does he run and how many touchdowns does he throw. And I think he's going to be just fine, honestly. 
And this was our this was our boy from Germany. This was Jorgen. This was Jorgen's team. Jorgen from Germany. I know. So it was like when we were doing this, I don't know what the hell time it was in Germany, but this is Jorgen's team. <laughs> and I like it, man. I like it a lot. Um, you know, Carter, Tony Pollard down there is your RB three and four in the seventh and eighth round. Pretty nice, pretty nice finds down there. And I think Tony Pollard went one pick before you took Zeke, right? It went Tony Pollard and then you took yeah. Ezekiel Elliott right after that. So good yeah. value on this team. These are some good teams. Like I talked all that shit and now I'm kind of like nervous. Like, oh man, is my team going to stack up? But it's GQ, baby. Of course my team is going to stack up. What do you mean? Let's take a look at my roster out of the 12 hole. Son, get ready. Here we go. Heavy, heavy RB drum roll. Here we go. My squad out of the 12 hole. I started out heavy, heavy RB. Christian McCaffrey at 112, followed up by Javonta Williams. Mac Jones was my first QB at the 312 spot. There had been, I think, 13, 14 quarterbacks off the board by the time Mac Jones was there. Austin Eckler at 401. QB2 at 511. Derek Carr, only 30 years old. I'm still in on Derek Carr. Elijah Mitchell at 601. My two wide receivers didn't come off of the board until the seventh round. And I went with Amon Ross St. Brown, Darnell Mooney. Got my QB3 in Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people hate Baker Mayfield, but QB3 uh, at Baker Mayfield at 912. I liked it. He's going to start somewhere next year. And then I got Ramondre Stevenson at the 10-1. And I, too, punted tight end, seeing as only 11 were off of the board. When I took a shot here at the 10-0-1 spot, I'd rather pair it with a young running back and Ramondre Stevenson. RB heavy in this format. I'm going for it, right? Let's go CMC, Javonta, Eckler, Elijah Mitchell, and Ramondre. My five running backs, there were still a ton of receivers on the board that I could dumpster dive for later in the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th round. I'm fine with Amon Ra and Mooney as my top two guys. Quarterback, not a lot of high-end upside there. But I'm, I'm leaning on the running backs to get it done for me. Mac Jones, Derek Carr, and I still got a third in Baker Mayfield. What do you think about this roster out of the 12-hole, Jay? It's solid. You know, the, the thing that can't be understated about your roster is that you do have an extremely high point floor from your running backs, right? They're going to be getting you lots of volume, lots of carries, lots of points each and every week. Your quarterbacks are fine. Are they enough to get it done? I don't know. It's close. But you got some good quarterbacks. You know, Derek Carr can have boom weeks. Mac Jones can have weeks free throws or three, four touchdowns. Fine with it. The receivers, though, ugh, I don't know. You don't like they're, my receivers? They're, they're, so I think for me, it's the Elijah Mitchell pick that I think was the mistake. I think you you went mm. after Arby's a little bit too hard, and you probably could have got a better receiver there. Like we talked about, Devontae Smith would have been there. Um, Calvin Ridley would have been there. They went like almost a whole round later. And so do you need that fourth running back in this build or would you maybe rather have a not a true wide receiver one from a value perspective, but maybe a wide receiver one from a fantasy perspective where you could get a guy who can kind of be the anchor for Amon Ra and Mooney, two guys we both really like, but also probably scores more points than Elijah Mitchell. And we don't really know how we feel. I think if you're drafting Elijah Mitchell here, you think he's the long term starter, at least for this season. And I don't know if I believe that personally, but we'll mm. see what happens, right? I, I like I like the build. I, I like the obviously the anchor running back. It's a, a build that you're very that you do a lot. I've done it in the past and it works out really well. Um, your best pick by far is Ramondre Stevenson, though. Um, he went before Damian Harris. I remember that because Ben took Damian Harris a little bit mm -hmm. later. But I just think that his ceiling is so high on the pads. I just love what he could be in the games that he was fully going. 
he was a great running back rb2 rb1 catch passes his feet are just incredible um i think that's your best pick and i think if you took a receiver and still had Ramondre stevenson as your rb4 your team would look a little bit better but overall i like the build i think the reason why is because i was already heavy on rb and i knew like Ramondre is auto lock for me. If he's going to be in the 10th or 11th round, I'm taking him every dynasty draft because I think there's a chance, a chance he usurps Damian Harris this year. Don't I just, he put enough on wax to where he's going to, he's going to be involved. Right. And it would not shock me if he usurps Damian Harris at some point this year. Elijah Mitchell at 601. San Francisco's got two running backs under contract going into the year. Trey Sermon and Mitchell. There's no running back on the free agent market that I believe will come in and take Elijah Mitchell's spot. When he was healthy and on the field, he was getting 20-plus opportunities a game. I know that I can trade one of Elijah Mitchell or Christian McCaffrey or Javon. I've got so many running backs. i got, what, five of them in the first 10 rounds. I will be able to move one of those guys. There's no doubt in my mind. And if I wanted to go get Rashad Bateman, I guarantee you I could trade Elijah Mitchell for Rashad Bateman plus. I can trade oh, yeah. Javonta Williams for Elijah Moore plus plus if I wanted to make that move and still be insulated at running backs. If I trade Javonta, I still got CMC and Eckler and Elijah and Ramondre. I can go find a wide receiver. Like I can, I've got yeah. enough running back pieces to find a receiver. And again, I put my money where my mouth is. I do think Amon Ra is going to roll into Detroit season as the wide receiver one. I don't think there's a wide receiver on the free agent market that they can bring in that's healthy, that's going to be the one over Amon Ra St. Brown. They're not going to take a wide receiver at two. If they take one at 32, wherever they pick, 30, 32, I think they have the 32nd pick in the first round. Yeah, is Jahan do- Dotson going to come in and be the wide receiver one? Doubtful. No. Is David Bell going to come in and be the wide receiver one? Doubtful. So it's it's TJ Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown, and I've been saying this for a minute. Darnell Mooney as well. Allen Robinson is gone. They, is George Pickens going to come in and be the alpha? DJ no. Chark? I doubt it. I think these two guys, for better or worse, whether we like it or not, are entrenched as the incumbent number one wide receiving ops, pass catching options at the wide receiver position for their respective teams. And even a healthy TJ Hawkinson, he ain't Kyle Pitts. Like, I just... I don't think he's everything that people want him to be. So with that being said, if they're the two top receivers on teams that are probably not going to be very good, I'm fine with them being my wide receiver one, wide receiver twos on this roster, especially if I can move an Elijah Mitchell or Javonta Williams for another wide. Like I could trade. I know, Mike, I can give him Javonta Williams and get Devonta Smith and Calvin Ridley. I, I, I can trade Javonta for De- Devontae Smith plus, right? So that was sort of my rationale. The quarterbacks, I mean, I'm just I'm just going with, I just need people who are going to play. Like Derek Carr's 30, he's locked and loaded, the starting quarterback for the Raiders. Mac Jones is starting and had a pretty damn good season. You get him a couple of wide receivers, it's a little bit better for Mac Jones, right? That's just my thought process around this. So tell me, tell me where I went wrong. What are y'all talking about in the comments? What What is going on? I'm just like, la- I'm laughing a little bit, but Gary made a great point. He said, don't worry about drafting like your starting lineup when you're drafting in February. And it's true. Like you, you don't have to start a player for seven months. So why do you yeah. care about what your roster looks like? And, and that was my same philosophy is like, if I'm going to draft, I'm going to fade a QB and I know that I'm going to have to get them eventually if I want to compete, then I just get the most value and I can turn that value and flip that value into what I need to start a roster and not worry so much about what I had. Now for you, 
I think that going after Malik Willis instead of Mac Jones is what I would have done because that to me is the ceiling play versus the safety of having Mac. But I get it because your running backs are so strong. So you just want a quarterback who's going to be good week in and week out instead of the variance that will come with a rookie quarterback. But I do like what you did. I think you did a really good job. And obviously the trade assets that you have for future and moving things around is still great in the way that I built the same type of roster where you want to have the value and you can move that value for whatever you need come draft or come the regular season. All right. So now that we've gone through this entire exercise, I think the best roster, the best roster that we saw in this mock was Ben. I think Ben had the best roster. Um, what do you, what do yeah. you think? I think Ben had the best roster. Najee, Mixon, DK, Eric. Like this is this is a roster that's one hundred percent in the final six in the playoffs. Like no one hundred percent. He's a playoff team. Yeah. And a strong contender, probably the number one, number two overall seed when you're talking about win now. That's that in my opinion. I think he killed this. I think Ben killed this draft. Yeah. No. Absolutely. He he's got the best roster, and while. I'm curious to see what kind of moves he would make and how he would defend his case to keep maintaining that. Cause you know, the leagues that we play in it, it, what starts off after the draft isn't exactly how things finish come even the yeah. regular season. So trades will be made and moves will be made to get contenders to really strong points. We've seen that plenty of times, but his base of what he has um, is, is by far my favorite of what we've seen so far. He got a lot of players that I really wanted to help make my team more complete. And I see it in his team. It just makes his team look so much better. We're getting also love for this team, Eugene's team, and Jeans. again, yeah, we're we're and again, this isn't Gibson. That's that's Cam Akers at two ten, right? That's that's Cam Akers at two ten. Uh, a lot of love for Gene's team, Herbert, Stafford, Devontae, Traylon. Good team. I don't think it's I don't think it's up there with Ben, right? I think Ben's team. We got some love for Adams' team. Uh, yeah. Good I'm team. not gonna. I'm, it's I'm just, not gonna. It's put, just the spiller pick for me that yeah, I don't I'm, like. But other uh, than that. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm still I don't I don't know. Um I think Ben's is the best. I think this is the worst team um by far. <laughs> Baylor's team good good at the top. Y'all shit on me for Mac at 312, but I'd re much rather Mac at 312 than Tua at 307. I'll tell you that yep. right now. Um, I thought about Malik there at 312, but I was like, I just need a quarterback that I know can complete the ball at the NFL level first. Uh, so I went with Mac Jones. I think this is probably the worst team, even though I like a lot of the players on this team. I just don't know the direction. Um, and you're getting some love too, Jay Rich. You're getting some love. Yeah, Bruning's giving me some love. I, I think you have. I think you have some of the most valuable assets in Dynasty right now. I mean, essentially, you've got three of the top eight wide receivers in Dynasty, the Dynasty tight end one on your team. You still have Derrick Henry that you can trade to a contender. you got Terry McLaurin. Like, I, I could trade, you know, like you've got Terry McLaurin, you got Zeke. I hate your quarterbacks. They're terrible. But Ooh, if you trade bad. if you trade one of your top wide receivers, I think you'll be in a good spot. Um, and then, of course, I mean, shit, y'all can say what you want. This is one of the best teams out here. This is Let's blow that back up. This is one of the best. I don't care what y'all say. This is one of the best teams out there, and that's facts. That is facts. This this five RB heavy RB approach, mac and cheese, crockpot car, and the baker himself. I mean, we going all kitchen, right? Crockpot car, slow and steady. Yep. Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, they're all starting. I like. 
I'm fine with my quarterbacks. Love the running backs, and I'm very happy with Amon Ra and Darnell Mooney. One of the best damn teams, literally. Thank you, son. He said it. Best team. Uh, there we go, baby. There we go. That is our first dynasty startup mock draft that we've done. Cody Carpentier's in the house, and and Bruning says he likes my team too. Uh, y'all, y'all just y'all have been shitting on me since the start of the show. This is karma, I guess, for being so mean to Jay Rich. I mean, a lot of comments said I was way too mean, way too hard on Jay last week. So this is karma. The people were defending me. Finally, the people were it's defending been 115 you. It's about time. It's about time. Y'all are crazy. And then, okay, um, so Ray, one thing I do want to address oh, though, because Brett asked in the comments. Uh, Brett, the whole draft board is in the in the description oh. of this video, so you can see I already put it in the description of the video. So for people who were looking for the draft board. It is in there. Um, you can check it out, save it, whatever. And we'll have more for sure. And we'll get those to you. So you can kind of look back on those as well to see how we build rosters and where the picks were versus the other players getting drafted. Okay. So and y'all look, we got to end this because people are just, they're, they're still on the merciless, merciful, merciful. Stuff. I'm done with y'all. I am. I don't even have, I hope none of you have a good day except Lindsey Mack and Mike Anderson. Those are the only two people I want to have a good day because everybody else has been ruthless to me and I don't like it. My feelings are hurt, right? My feelings are hurt, but check it out. This is what we're going to do tomorrow, Jay. Since it's combine week, you and I are going to do a rookie mock draft live on the show tomorrow. Pick for pick. Let the people talk some more shit about us, right? Let them talk. Let's give our predictions for how we think yep. the combine is going to play out and draft based on what we think is going to happen at the combine. And don't tell me. So if you think Spiller's going to run slow and it's going to tank his draft stock, then you we have to bet draft based off what we think is going to happen at the combine. We're going to do that live yep. on the show tomorrow. Make sure if you want entry into the signed JT helmet giveaway, description in the link in the description, pristine auction forward slash register. Use the promo code all gas. And then one more time, we are up 14.72 units since the all-star break on our NBA bets. Use the link in the descriptions to get that $100 deposit match up to, wait, 100% deposit match up to $100 for first-time depositors on prize picks using the promo code WAKEUP. We're back at it tonight. I appreciate y'all, even though you guys were merciful today. Merciful? They were not merciful today. They were merciless. Fuck me, man. I just can't get it. <laughs> we're out, man. See y'all tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>